What's everybody? This is the Hodgepodge Nothingness Podcast, and I am David Korb. All right, guys, another late game, another late letdown, as per usual. Uh, last couple games of the Pirates. Um, but let's go ahead and just get ahead and get into it. Game starts off. Oviedo right off the bat gives up a double to Betts, and then Freeman hits the two-run bomb. So right off the bat, the Pirates are down two nothing. This is this is you know rinse repeat with Oviedo. He always struggles in the first inning. It seems like, and. Uh, if you can get through that first inning and, and, and minimize the damage, then you know that maybe, maybe you know he'll give the Pirates a shot. Um, but then right off the bat, uh, you know the Pirates come right back. Swinsky double and Nick Gonzalez a double uh, to make it two two. Um, then of course the strike zone became an issue again. That horrendous strike three call on Henry Davis was was absolutely ridiculous um, by the umpire. The ball almost hit him in the foot, I think. <laughs> And uh, somehow it was called a strike. Uh, but um, but that ended the inning, if I remember correctly. And then uh, then you move on, and sure enough, there's a fly ball hit to Reynolds, and Reynolds doesn't see the ball. He looks over at Sawinski. The ball falls in for a double. Um, but I believe they got out of it. No harm, no foul. Uh, I thought it was cra- crazy with um, uh, the dribbler that got hit down the line. That was called foul because the lay missed grabbing the ball. That could have been a disaster because that runner moved over to third and would have easily scored home uh, if not for him missing that ball. Um, and before that, you had the weird clock violation that, that didn't get called on Oviedo because I think delay called a timeout. I really think that delay called a timeout because he saw the clock got down to one. And I'm telling you something right now. This is something interesting that maybe moving forward you're going to see catchers do. If they know the clock's about to wind down, maybe they'll call time. And that's like this little way to get out of the clock violation thing. Because it, it saved Oviedo with that. And I thought that was interesting. Because there really was no explanation as to why the clock violation wasn't called other than him pointing to delay like delay called a timeout. Um, so I'd be interesting to see, uh, moving forward if catchers start doing that. Um, Oviedo was doing really well. He actually did settle down after that first inning and and went on to do really well until the sixth. In the sixth, he gave up a double to Freeman and then Muncie hit a two run bomb. And, uh, and and that, you know, I gotta tell you, I mean, he gave the Pirates batters and, you know, Plenty of good innings to, to do something here, and it just didn't happen. Um, then uh, Sawinski gets a called strike three. It was a strike three at the knee, uh, and he said something to the umpire. It has been a ridiculous series of these umpires and their strike zone on the Pirates, um, for sure. And uh, Sawinski said something. And Sawinski, for him to say anything to the umpire is so you know weird. Um, but he's definitely fed up with it, and he said something to the ump. He started walking back, and... You see the ump tosses somebody, and you're like, oh, shit, who'd he toss? I was thinking of Sawinski. It was Haynes. Andy Haynes got thrown out of the game. And he comes flying out of the dugout, and you're like, oh, man, this is this is new. I, I'm i trying to remember last time I saw a hitting coach get get tossed from a game. But uh, Haynes had enough as well, and uh, I, I like to see it. I really do. Because you're the hitting coach. You're trying to get these kids you know, to start hitting the ball. The last thing they need is an umpire who just widens the strike zone, lowers it. It's ridiculous. And uh, he, 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 as a hitting coach, he finally had enough himself, and he said something. But uh, Oviedo, he ended up giving up uh, a double to Betts. Um, 
Perdomo comes in with two outs. He gives up the hit to Freeman scoring bets. It's 5-2. Uh, Freeman with 12 steals on the season and still second on delay. That's embarrassing. I think the ball was in the dirt, though. So, but he made the nice scoop, so I don't know how he, you know, he couldn't throw him out. But whatever. Um, Marcano pinch hits. He singles. But Palacio hits to a double play. That it doesn't happen if Freeman's not holding Marcano at first base. Then Hayes K's, and, and that's it for that. Um, De Los Santos came in was lights out in the eighth. I mean, it, dude, his his two seam is just nasty, and his sinker. I, I De Los Santos, I saw. I think he has a a point. Uh, he already's like point nine zero or better. I think I he has been really good for them. Um, ninth inning rounds. Watch the strike one and strike two against a seven er pitch ERA pitcher in Vasia. Then flies out. I I don't know what he was doing. Two to, two pitches in the strike zone. Swing the bat. Davis then grounds out for the hundredth time. Uh, the ball was hit down towards uh, Muncie at third base. There were so many hits down the line that, that Muncie just ate up and made the play. Santana strikes out. Ball game. Five two. Uh, my MVP for this game was was Nick Gonzalez and De Los Santos. Uh, Nick Gonzalez has done nothing but hit since he's been called up. And it was the same here. He had he had a two-run hit. And the thing that's most impressive about Nick Gonzalez now is how many times he gets to hit with runners on. He's like one of the only ones. It's like consistently getting a hit when there are runners in scoring position or on base. And it, it's it's nice to uh, have somebody that's doing that a lot more often than the others. Um, De Los Santos, like I said, he's been really good. Had a K. Oh, here it is. ZRA is .82 now. That's, that's really good. Um, I like this kid, uh, and I'm glad they called him up. Yeah, he's done really well. Uh, my least valuable player, it's going to be Castro. Um, Castro, he's facing a lefty, and, and he shit the bed. 0 for 2, 2, two Ks. His batting average is down to 228. And what's even more horrendous is his, his OPS has dropped clear down to two, or, uh, 672. He's, he's just, I don't know. I, like I said, this kid's got to get sent down to AAA. Uh, I, I just... He's just not getting enough at bats, and it's killing him to get out of this slump. But, um, but yeah, guys, that's my least valuable player. Uh, you know, this team, I, I really, honestly, I feel like they are a Andy Rodriguez, Live Bergaro, and a Quinn Priester away from maybe changing course a little bit this season. And you know, I just want to put this on the radar. Ortiz and Contreras have already been sent down. Uh, that leaves you with Oviedo, Hill, Keller, and Beto. So someone's going to need to pitch. So I don't know if, if the plan maybe is a spot start from Quinn Priester. While, you know, Contreras or Ortiz, you know, take 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 a start off to figure it out down at triple. I have no idea, but I'm, I'm starting to kind of wonder if this is setting up for poss- a possible Quinn Priester call-up. He just pitched yesterday, so I'm trying to think of this in my head. Uh, maybe when they come back from Arizona, possibly. I don't know, but... um. I'm starting to wonder if possibly that happens. As I said, Casher needs sent down. Right now, he looks lost at the plate. He can't touch. He can't touch the the ball with the bat to put it in play. Um, delaying hedges is a waste of time. One can go right. I, 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 this whole thing with not even use, not even giving Davis any time behind the plate is just strange to me. Brucky, he's another one. He can go, but the problem with Brucky is he's a lefty. So that only leaves you as what Perdomo is the only lefty. So that's something they'd have to figure out. Uh, Palacios is batting average down to 217 now with an on-base percentage of 234 and slugging a 304 in his last 15 games. The kid's really struggling too. Uh, 
he can get sent down as well if need be. Um, but there's some other guys here, these younger guys, uh, besides Placios and Castro, that could be another jolt that they need that they could call up. Uh, I just, I'm so over this whole thing with hedges and delay. I, I just, I'm dumbfounded by it at times. But uh, speaking of these guys, Andy Rodriguez and them, I wanted to go ahead and take a check in on them and see how they're doing. Because, uh, you know, I, I usually do this, this top prospect watch and stuff like that. But I wanted to go ahead and do it. So, just to check in first on Andy Rodriguez, uh, just his splits. In his last uh, 28 games, he's hit, uh, I'm sorry, last 28 days, he's batting 266, on base percentage of 343, and a slugging of 372. OPS is 715. In that time span, he's got 16 strikeouts, 12 walks, so he's keeping them within each other. 14 RBIs. He's got uh, one home run and seven doubles. So uh, the kid's doing doing good. He's starting to turn it around. Uh, he struggled earlier in the season, but you could tell it's been a slow burn. But he's definitely definitely starting to turn it around. Um, we'll go ahead and check in on Livia Pagaro as well because, I, like I said, I brought these guys up. Um, in the last uh, 28 days, his batting average is down 233 uh, with an on-base percentage of 310, a 500 slugging, which is good. Uh, 810 OPS, which is good. Um, 16 strikeouts to 10 walks in the 28-day time span. Uh, but he's got six home runs and six doubles. So he's definitely starting to hit uh, to hit for extra base hits a lot more. And then Quinn Priester, I think he just had a game the other day, did really well. Um, but his splits after in the last 28 days, uh, I'm looking at here. Give me one second. Yeah, he's got, in the last 20 days, a 386 ERA in five games, 30.1 innings pitched, 14 runs, uh, 13 earned, uh, 10 walks to 27 strikeouts. Um, his whip is a 1.154, so he's showing good control. Um, his strikeout uh, per nine ratio is 8.0, which is good. Um, I, I, I Personally, I think the kid's ready to, to get a spot start at least. Um if they if they really want to try to t- turn it around a little bit this season, I, I I would honestly give these guys a shot. I told you the guys I think can go, um, but that you know I don't I don't know I don't know what the Pirates are going to do because I it's a slow burn with Ben Charrington. You you guys know how it is. All right, so tonight nine forty, the Pirates are at Arizona taking on Diamondbacks. Uh, it's going to be Rich Hill facing um, G- uh, Zach Gallon on the mound for for the uh, Diamondbacks. He's a righty. 18 games. He's 10-3 with a 3.15 ERA. This guy's been really good pitcher uh, this year. Uh, 111.1 innings, 120 strikeouts, and a 1.08 WHIP. So Zach Gallon, uh, they've seen him before. I thought they did okay against, him, if I remember correctly, but he's a tough pitcher, real tough. And uh, the Pirates have got to start hitting with runners in scoring position. They got to start doing a lot better. Look what happened the other night. They went 9-7 because they did it. They were able to make the, the, the timely hits when they needed to. And they're going to need to do it uh, tonight if they have any hope. Uh, so with a righty on the mound, um, I fully expect to see Marcano, uh, Gonzalez, Davis in right field. Uh, I don't think Kutch is going to play. I think they're going to give him a couple days because of that elbow. So you could see, uh, definitely we'll see Santana out there. DH, um, you know, I'm not sure who they might go with. Uh, they ain't going to be Castro, that's for sure. Uh, maybe Triolo will DH? Or Palacios, maybe? I don't know. I'm not sure which route they'll go. But against a righty, that would be the, the that would be what makes sense. Hedges will probably start. Um, 
and uh, go from there. But uh, that's all I got, guys. I'm really hoping that you know these young guys they they keep hitting the ball, and and and, and they start to right the ship here and, and maybe turn it around a little bit. But we'll see. All right, guys, that's all I got. Uh, if, you're, if you're enjoying the podcast, uh, if you want to add, I'd really appreciate it. If you do this your Spotify, it'd be awesome. Uh, I'm also on the Steelers Sanctuary podcast with David Beer of SteelersSanctuary.com. Um, we just did a new episode last night. Uh, it's over an hour long. Uh, a lot of good talk about different things with the Steelers. But um, that's all I got, guys. Take care. I'm out.